without that. Which, which one of their like friends on the Epstein flight logs gets into government? Uh. <laughs> Are you recording? <laughs> Just started, bud. <clears throat> now that Ari and I have, that grunt. have finished, <laughs> now that we've uh, finished our our COVID talk, that would get us our third strike on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> We're out here doing the doing the doing the forest cast again. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Free China Pop. There's a cow in the forest. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we, you just mentioned the Iran stuff, and yeah. I think that the point you made about them not having, uh, like having cracks in the power powers for the actual changes, obviously correct. I wonder if that if that is going to happen, and sometimes that can um, that can happen over. Over time, because of the pressure as well, though I it's think. True, but only if the pressure persists. But for sure, like you look at the the 2013-2014 protests in Ukraine, where they took over Maidan, and like just fucking sat out there and went to war with the police for like weeks. Like eventually, that stuff the pressure can grow. It's harder in a much more like Ukraine was moving authoritarian, but you it was uh, still, obviously Iran is already very, very authoritarian. Yeah, theocracy. Ukraine at the time was still like a semi-functioning democracy, right. so they had institutions and stuff in place. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. When when the what is the name? I keep thinking Lukashenko, yeah, Yanukovych. Yanukovych, yeah. Finally fled to Russia. Oh, by the way, uh, what was I going to say? I saw I saw something of Lukashenko just a reminder uh -huh. recently. That he's been in power for like fucking like two and a half decades. It's like a picture of him with like Bill Clinton or something like that. Some ridiculous. Jeez. Well, that's just like we, we were talking. We talked long dictator. Yeah, we were talking about Armenia, Azerbaijan uh, last time, and same thing with the Azeri president. Yeah, it's like 20, 20 plus years in in power. It's yeah. insane. <clears throat> but that general region is uh, yeah not the most not, not the most democratic. But hopefully, moving that way, I I wrote an an article about the Iranian protests, which some of the numbers, especially around the dead and stuff like that, is already like way undercounted now. Because when I wrote it, it was like nine dead. Now it's like last figure I saw like yesterday or the day before was like 50, around 50. Jeez. But it's also hard to it's hard to count those numbers. Yeah, of course. And like they they shut down a bunch of social media and stuff, so it's like yeah, it's really hard to tell. But man, those. Those, especially the women, but which are mostly leading the protests, but everyone out there protesting it is a fucking warrior. Yes. That shit is insane. Like, I can't imagine. And the other thing is, like, <clears throat> they're winning some of these battles. Like, there's numerous videos of them just, like, literally chasing the cops off. Like, no, fuck you. These are our streets, which is fucking sick. I love that shit. <clears throat> oh, been watching. Let me just say before I forget uh -huh. uh, about Iran. Some people are saying that the only cracks that might form in the regime mm -hmm. might happen when the Ayatollah dies, since the Ayatollah is already very old. Like, and the, the entire yeah. structure is like in their 80s and 90s. Um, well, and the heir apparent is the now president Ibrahim Raisi. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know how popular he is, considering he's presided over the country, just continuing to slide into chaos. Yeah, and well, it, I would also say like there could there could be assassination attempts on Khomeini because like he they're literally in the streets right now chanting death to the dictator. Yeah. So, I I think it would be obviously just like a lot of places like it would be really hard to get to him, but it's it's possible that someone does a fucking Dugan on him and like puts a bomb in his car or something. A Dugan. Man, Dugan got blasted. 
just that was like man there have been and i'm not endorsing this i'm just commenting on it but there have been some very successful assassination attempts in in like basically this year Dugan got smoked. But the thing Abe is, Abe got smoked. The the reason that they were probably <clears throat> successful is because they were both low profile, like kind of out of the limelight figures. D Dugan was, but Abe was not really. Abe was. He Abe was, was an XPM man. But that's he's he was still moderately high profile. He was high he's profile, in like the only party that like matters in Japan right now. And but you're talking about <clears throat> you're talking about an XPM in a country that already basically has no like free floating guns out there. So the the. Like security around him, of course, was like was lower, yeah, yeah, virtually nil. But what I'm saying is, not only was it successful in terms of like he, it, it got completed, but it's also like making people take a long look at like the political system in Japan. Yeah, there's like serious talk, talk around like, do we want to continue this like one one state essentially like dictatorship? I mean, it's not a dictatorship. It's not it's, a dictatorship. But, but Japanese but it's, people could vote at any fucking time. I know, but what I'm saying is, like, cont continue what we've been doing, basically, and just elect the same party for years and years. When you say people, do you, because typically, I, I think, I'm not a, a Japan a Japan political science scholar, but I, me either. what I understand about their politics is that it's similar to a lot of countries where the majority of the voting uh, block is elderly people who vote fairly consistently and just focus are focused on pure stability yeah and younger people not only don't vote but their numbers are i mean you you can look at like the demographic kind of slide off like there just aren't that many young people in general so well yeah that's definitely true but i mean it's it, i'm wondering who at, who's at voicing this i thing. would i just saw it on like some of the media and the big thing was that they were looking into like the corruption in connection to like groups like the moonies which abe yeah, was like yeah, yeah. yeah which abe is like a big backer of um, which yeah, the Moonies. I feel like I should do a whole like history pod. history pod on the Moonies because it's fucking wild. If anyone hasn't heard of it, it's like a weird, weird Christian cult that was like got CIA money and like yeah backs like all these weird revolutions and stuff. It's Did it's you know there's wild. another ma fairly major political party in Japan that's mm -hmm. based off. I don't know if it's a it's a kind of Buddhist splinter sect, and they have their own political party associated with it in Japan. I oh, really? forget the name. It's not Shining Path. <laughs> but it's something similar. It's it's uh it's interesting, and I I can't remember the how how free and open that religion is. But the fact that they have like a decent political presence is interesting. Is interesting. I you should look it up. I don't know too many of the the Japanese parties. I was listening. The Liberal Party. I was and, that, and that weird Buddhist party. Yeah. I shouldn't say weird because I don't know enough about them. It's just. It's rare in a like modern democracy to have a like a religious party. Yeah, yeah, not it's not only that they're like generally religious; it's that they're like tied to a specific like splinter sect right. of a religion, like a very specific denomination. Is it uh, uh, other than Catholic parties in Europe? <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a lot of like Christian Democrats and stuff like that. But even know. those are like more non-denominational. They're just like, yeah, kind of yeah. conservative. Generally, we kind of are Christian. Yeah. Is it is it Om Shinrikyo party? It's, that's dark. Right? <laughs> I watched uh, I was listening to a podcast about the yesterday that's why I thought of it cuz there's it really hot in the sun. I feel like we should go up higher just to get out of the sun. That's honestly. fine. That's fine. Because the the tree coverage is so sparse here. I'm trying to get a good sweat. It's I'm not trying to cook. I'm trying to get a good spitz. I like, I like a good sweat, especially if, if I can, like, take a cold shower afterwards and not be so hot. Good. 
One I'm other thing to. I wanted to mention is I'm sure you've seen the protests in Russia yeah. because the mobilization drives have all been like, not not all of them, but it seems like a lot of the protests have erupted in ethnic minority areas, which yeah, lends... Inc go, keep going. Keep it just lends a suggestion to me that they're selectively kind of recruiting from uh, places that have less political salience to the like main electoral regions like right. St. Petersburg and Moscow. Right, right. They're trying to find like... I saw like Yakutsk, which have like the Yakut ethnic group. I saw Dagestan. Like this is where the in, protests in, are in Crimea. There was there was what I the numbers I saw was eighty percent of their recruits are Crimean Tartars, that, but and they only amount to twenty percent of the population. What what I was thinking about that is uh -huh. that's because a lot of the people who are there now are not actually like registered residents, and they're not like young people. Do you know what I mean? Because maybe, but I think Crimea, it's I think it's still targeted. <laughs> it it may be, but a lot of the like Ukraine ethnic Ukrainian Tatars probably uh, left during the 2014 era. era. Uh -huh. uh, not Ukrainian Tatars, Ukrainian Crimean, sorry. Uh -huh. And um, and then a lot of Russians probably moved in, but the Russians who moved in were probably not like young job seekers. It was probably like older retirees who were like a little bit nostalgic for like the, the Soviet it's, era. It's possible, but those numbers are still pretty, pretty stark. They are, they are. I, I'm not arguing that. <clears throat> I'm just saying that we, we have to keep that in mind that Crimea and Crimea's population are not like, this isn't like a normal region. Well, after those, those sham referendums too, they're also tr starting to try to conscript those, those people in like the Donbass. I saw the, that. The small areas that they still control. That's insane. And it seems like <clears throat> a terrible idea because I, yeah, like you're giving a gun to those people so they can just go shoot their officers in the head. Like, I mean, I, I, the first thing I don't do, think all of them will, but like some of them will. A lot of them will probably like race out to the front lines, basically, at the second they get the chance and surrender themselves yeah, yeah. to the Ukrainian yeah. forces. Yeah, just again, bolstering the Ukrainian lines, just like they did with all their tanks. Now they can do it with their soldiers as well. What this also does is this basically encourages further depopulation of these areas because yeah. anybody who has kids, anybody who's of even close to military age, they're like, if I'm... If I'm under risk of getting drafted the next few years, why the fuck would I stay here? Why, why wouldn't I just... If I'm going to have to fight in the army anyways, I might as well fight for my own army. Or flee the fucking country, which means that those regions will be totally depopulated of like, their economic potential for the next few decades. Well, I think their idea is they don't mind when, when the Ukrainians flee or are shipped out because then they get, they get to put their own people in. Just like, they, just like China does in places like Xinjiang. Well, China is a very different Hong situation <laughs> because China has large segments of the population who are like landless migrants yeah. who want work. Russia, I, I feel like Russia is a very different situation. Russia has had labor shortages for fucking decades, which is why they have so many foreign migrant workers in the bloody country. Yeah. So th it's not like Russia has tons of extra people throughout these places. They're, they have one of the lowest fertility rates in Western Europe. Unsurprisingly, there. I shouldn't say in Western, in the world. Yeah. Well, with uh, their like low amount of freedom and uh, also like low quality of life, it's not that surprising. You want to go right or left? Left, preferably. Uh, Flatter and a lot less people. It looks yeah. like. There's so many people out today, man. Yeah. Tuesday mornings. You know Tuesday mornings. It's always like that on Tuesday mornings. All. All the over 60s are just out here hiking away. Hiking away. I do like that, like, in Taiwan, it seems that, not always, but to more of a degree than I saw in America, and I'm biased because I mostly grew up in the country, 
that there's like more, a lot more activity for older people. Like every morning when I go to work, I go through the park and like there's always like elderly people out there doing Tai Chi or like dancing or just like walking around and like, like chatting. Like the yeah, yeah, hanging out, in play, our playing Go and stuff. Like it's just simply because I think well, houses are smaller. Well, they're not actually small. I think the idea is that they're small because they have less land. But I think that they they feel the need to spend more time in like a communal space. And the I mean, as as opposed to Americans who are like so insular. It's true, and the I mean the density also helps because you're just in proximity with more people. Yeah, people your age, so it makes sense. But it I just think hurts. it's good. <laughs> That's true. It's good for. I think it's good for the elderly, though. I think it's good for everyone. It's just frustrating at times, you know. When you oh, have, certainly, yeah, for traffic and things like that. That's not what I meant specifically. Traffic, yeah, I agree. It's a total fucking nightmare. But a lot of that is because Taiwan selectively enforces traffic laws in most cities. Part of the and south. yeah, the I think where we are, it's slightly mitigated by the fact that we have really good public transportation. It is. That's true. But even I mean, the fact that you have to be careful crossing the street at a crosswalk because you might get plowed into by like a, a steady stream of cars that refuse to stop for pedestrians yeah. that still it makes it a lot more difficult to even take public transit when you it's, can't even cross the bloody street it's true but i think we also have a, a, a the problem is a little bit more acute where we live too because of the the high high traffic area but there that we you contradicted in. yourself because you're saying the way the area we live because we have public transit is mitigated but it's also i'm saying worse I, well <laughs> I, I in the first statement i was referring to gaochong in this statement i'm referring oh. specifically to where we live so i, I agree <clears> with both of those i mean i think that it yeah it's benefited by its strong public transit presence but it's also made worse by the fact that they have bad enforcement they have bad enforcement and it's near university but I, it's also that it's a tourist area i think yeah, yeah yeah that too yeah for sure just makes the traffic a thousand times worse especially sunday evenings i just oh my gosh i usually stay in <laughs> i i like took poppy out last sunday and it was just a, a nightmare a nightmare they're just they're just yeah i mean t tourists are extra worse and everyone knows this because tourists are just extra worse. In incompetent and like don't pay attention and they're not used to the roads and, and you know just compounding on compounding them. which is why if they if they really want to make this a tourist area then they should increase the tourist infrastructure or decrease the flow of cars like if you want to have like pedestrian walkways and a nice boardwalk then fucking build one don't yeah. have like a like a seven dollar an hour parking lot that people <laughs> will like line up on the two-lane street and block traffic for hours yeah i think honestly well i don't know if that i don't know if i should say they they should really they shouldn't have cars there at all. I honestly. kind of that's what I was gonna say, but I don't I don't know if I to, I'm trying to think if I totally agree with that. I guess yeah, they should make them at least like rent scooters, but then people drive scooters like ass. No, they shouldn't. Too. They shouldn't be able to rent scooters if they want. They they can build like a very large, very expensive underground parking lot like uh, under Hamashing. How about that? Okay, <laughs> and then and then you have to take like a like they like and then you go on foot. Extend a light rail out there, but yeah, I, I mean I also think that it's like. Put bicycles. I see people rent scooters to like go like ten feet like over to the ferry. I'm like, that's why I. I'm think like, why don't you just walk? It's not that far. They should. They or should like rent scooters to like go to like the the Bing Street to like get, get shaved ice. It's just like, come on, dude. Like it's not that far. Just exercise a little bit. They rent those fucking cheap Chinese. Yeah, yeah, scooters yeah. They're yeah. gonna be in a recycling <laughs> dump in like one year. Yeah, that you can dump. Rotting away. You can dump those lithium batteries into the recycling bin. Yeah. <laughs> Start a giant trash fire one day. I think there's just an obsession with convenience and like, I mean, I can yeah. see it when I take, when I take like the dog on a walk and 
it, this sidewalk is literally covered in, in scooters who couldn't fucking be bothered to get a parking spot, but instead wanted to park three feet away from where they're illegally fishing. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a joke or an no, exaggeration. No, no, it's not. It's not at all. I've seen it as well. And, and they're like, and then they, they ride on the sidewalk at full speed and they're like, move out of the way for me. Even though they're standing next to a sign that says no cars, no scooters, prohibited. Yeah, the, the, I don't mind like driving on the sidewalk if you give pedestrians the right away and you don't drive fast. Like when people drive fast, I like always want to just like pretend like I'm going to jump out in front of them so they crash into a sign. Because it's like, dude, that's... It's just stupid. Like, it's just so stupid. It's backwards, honestly. Sidewalks are for people walking. If you don't have traffic infrastructure, build the traffic infrastructure. And if not, then close the sidewalk. Make a foot-high curbs with spikes on them (laughs) so that cars and scooters can get on. But you can't have it both ways, that it's, like, technically not... Uh, not like an enforce that it's illegal. I mean, it is illegal, yeah. but you technically don't enforce the rules and you also don't build any traffic infrastructure for them to park. They definitely should be building traffic infrastructure, but I also, I, again, like I, for me, like in the, in the mid, in the midterm while there's like not, it's not built, like I don't mind people you don't, you driving don't on the sidewalk. Anything. I'm just talking about putting more parking spaces out there, reducing the number. That's what I'm saying. Well, it takes it takes time to set up and it also you like, need to paint the bloody curve. Yeah, but you again, you have to like lobby the government to do this stuff because they don't if they don't see a problem, they're not going to do anything about it. Oh, you mean like the traffic light that they installed in our area oh, yeah. that's just sitting defunct? <laughs> like they installed a giant traffic light yeah. and then they just never turned it on. They did a lot of the like light work, but yeah, they haven't turned it on yet. They like and wired it all up. Almost a month now? A couple weeks. I think two weeks. But yeah, it's it's been it's been enough time that it sh- you, should, you should be able to power it up. And just, and when they were setting it all up, our like street lights were all out because they were like cutting the power. So like we had to suffer for like a week with like a completely back black back street alley. Oh, the wonderful the wonderful election era government. <laughs> so much traffic going on right now, or so much construction going on right now. It's beautiful. You'd love to see it, folks. I'd love to see it if it's like, if it's constructive, if it's actually building new function, if it's actually improving the city. Now, which, which to some degree, they, I mean, they are, but th- that that predated like the election season. Like they're ex- extending the, the light rail. Like, oh, I yeah, mean, that long, that's like decades old. Yeah, but they're still. I mean, they're still working on it. And it's, it's. I feel like <clears throat> under Chen Mai, it's it's quickened its pace. Now I don't know if that's actually true, but that's just the feeling I have. I think that's just because. They finished it right around the era of his. Ex- Is it totally finished now? Power. No, but they finished large sections. Of oh yeah, it. yeah. It's possible. It's possible that it's just a feeling, but I mean, they are doing some some stuff like that that's like actually improving the quality of life in Gaoshong. So, but yeah, there's also of course there's like fluff around the edges just to make it look like oh look look at we're doing something. So I feel like it's a, not to both sides this argument, but it's it is kind of a both sides thing. Jeez. <laughs> what a proud boy. <laughs> proud of his city government. Proud of my Chen Chi Mai. Yeah, only only a little bit. I, I used to that. like him and think he was like like this kind of how do I say this? The way he acts in public when he's at these events, he looks like an oblivious kind of like cute teenager playing a government official. Like he doesn't <laughs> really know the gravity of his power and the situation he's in. But when you actually think about it, of course he's aware. Like he he lost the 2018 election, and then mm-hmm. his party basically helped to recall the mayor 
and instead of putting a new candidate in, they re-ran him as an outsider carpetbagger candidate. Even though he had been, he had already lost the election only two years prior. I don't know if I'd call him a carpetbagger. He grew up in Kaohsiung. Did he? Yeah. I thought he was from Geelong or something. I think he was born there, but he, I know he at least went to, because I believe he went to my, uh, the school I teach at. The Catholic school? Yeah. <laughs> Chen Chi Mai, our good Catholic boy. How good little archer boy. He spent here. He, he's, he's, I don't know, I don't know how many years it was. It could have been just one year, but I, I don't think it was. I think it was longer. So, in any case, most a, of his political yeah. career, I believe, has been completely outside of Kaohsiung, which means he basically went north to get his fortune, and then once it came his turn to get a mayorship, they sent him back here to, to claim his right. That's kind of the kind of the, the system that exists in Taiwan. I mean, Taiwan's a little smaller, so I don't know if it's seen as, like a, as egregious, because a lot of people move north and south constantly. But I agree with you that it's like they kind of just like send people around. Like you go up, you go up to, to Taipei in the north to, to get your name and then you, you can get shipped off to wherever they need to put you. What I think, I think that that's a disgusting thing to do. I think that carpet bagging is negative in general because I think there is some merit, which is exactly why we have a single member district system where people are supposed to represent their district yeah. because their interests are aligned. Yeah. Not have people from across the country. If you believe that Taiwan is small enough that there aren't any significant local differences, then eliminate the system and have pure PR. But don't give me both arguments here. Yeah, I mean, Not I- Not you, but I, like, Yeah, I know what you're saying. The government here. I, 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 think that, I think that on the local level, it is pretty representative. I think there's a significant difference. And pretty local. But, but when you get to like, yeah, governor, or governor, when you get to mayor level, yeah, it's, it's definitely people just moving around. I, I think that, yeah. But I, what I, my point is that there's a significant difference in my eyes between North and South politics and for that reason, yeah. carpetbagging, as I see it, is, uh, I, should, I think it should be discouraged. And basically, the DPP is like, it's just kind of, to me, it still represents a middle finger. It's like, we know you guys hate this guy, but what the fuck else are you going to do? You don't have any other bloody choice. You can vote for somebody who cheated, who plagiarized their master's thesis in a party that you just recalled, or vote for us. Those are your two fucking choices. Take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what you can do when there's, essentially, especially when you get into these big races, a two-party system. Yeah. Hopefully, Taiwan starts to move away from that more. They need to get, just like America needs to get, and everywhere should have, is some rank-choice voting, which has shown that it works in America recently in that Alaska race. I think it's... Un even, even though people complain about unlike it. Unlike America, which has lo local ability to set up how elections are constructed. I believe the Taiwanese constitution allows for the national government to decide all yeah, yeah, yeah. all issues of like elections, which means not, that not a federal system. With constitu with the constitutional amendment taking place like 15 years ago, it's fairly unlikely that they're going that anyone between the two parties would agree to. Well, the good thing is is that Taiwan has a really robust referendum system which now is binding. So is it now binding? It's they have to do something. Yeah, but that have to do something. I know, I know, I, I know. It's state. I know it's I know it's vague. But what I'm saying is, if there's enough power behind it, I feel like you could get something done. And at I least at least you. it will be a national issue, and people will have to pay attention to it to, for to some degree. People if, pay attention to it for two weeks. The 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 population of Taiwan. Uh, passed referendums multiple times under DPP governments that they literally just ignored. They issued statements saying, we, we recognize that people voted this way and then did nothing. The nuclear, the, restarting that nuclear plant for one. They have their priorities and they don't give a shit. And it's, unless it's legally binding and not that they have to act, which can mean releasing a statement, right. but that it becomes law as it is in some American states, it's still a joke to me. 
I still think it's it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, but and we, you can see where, you can see where it goes from there. At least there is a potential to spur something. Whereas in America, we I mean on local level we might, but in a lot of places there's just like not really referendums. That's that's true, but I think as referendums move and as states are the laboratory of democracy and spread their successes, <laughs> oh, Jesus, spread their successes around. I think that there there's a much higher potential for systems where people can literally create legally binding laws just through popular consent if they can if, yeah i mean it's i still think it's it's similarly hard in, it's, in the united I states i gave you the example of arizona a few years ago where they the arizona citizenry passed uh marijuana uh decriminalization for medicinal purposes mm-hmm. under state law and the governor refused to institute it and they they sued her they, i mean the citizenry who basically helped pass that amendment, which, which mm-hmm. was the majority of the state, whatever, they sued her and, and she was forced to inter- to basically change the legislation uh, that's good. against her own will. So legally well, binding referendums do, do work, especially when you have a strong judiciary. Yeah, they can. But you can also have like activist fucking governors that, that do, unless, it, it, of course, there are cases where like you just, the one you just mentioned, but a lot of times, like you have Newsom who fucking vetoes Rank choice voting. You have all these sorts of things. When they get passed, it's just like, well, yeah, no. But the, but Newsom, it wasn't a referendum. No, it, was it wasn't a referendum. A it if was there were a, a referendum, Newsom, I don't know the rules in California about referendums, but if they could tie his hands, it could be, it could be revolutionary. There's there's potential. It's just you you have to like sure up all those fucking loose ends because politicians love to be love to slime their way through these little fucking loopholes. What was the article I sent you about Gavin Newsom? I remember you just said gross or something. Gavin Newsom did something bad. Shit. You right? Yeah. I'll check. I'll check. I was going to check too. Okay, you check. Uh, where's my... It's 10.30. You want to start heading back? Yeah, we should. Oh, someone called me. Who's calling me at this time? Gavin Newsom. <laughs> you better stop talking shit, bud. Uh, yeah, NSA's going to end up in your neighborhood. He, he vetoed a bill to make kindergarten mandatory, oh, yeah. citing the costs. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, California's budget's under extreme stress right now. <laughs> it's like, way, way to fucking invest in your future, bud. Yeah. The children are our future, and that's why I fuck them. Yeah, it's, uh... So, they, instead, he's putting money in all kinds of, like, you know, means-tested, tiny, like, organizational church-based groups or something like that. Oh, hell like, yeah. Democrats love to do. Don't you? I mean, you you gotta love Look at the dung beetle. Oh yeah, he's getting it. His he's not very round. That piece of dung. You gotta love the uh, neoliberalism, don't you? That's fucking means test the shit out of it until no one benefits except for a small minority, and thus the the fucking bill is completely unpopular. Well, the idea is to minimize the cost and and do nothing. Yeah. You no. Know, exactly. It's to it's it's a kind of virtue signaling, I would say. It's like I did something, oh, hell yeah. but it actually doesn't help anyone. I do love my virtue. <laughs> By the way, I'm gonna write an article on Dave Chappelle. I watched his his speech at Duke Ellington. I don't even know what any of that means. Dave Chappelle, he. Uh, I know who Dave Chappelle is. Do you remember the closer? He had that Netflix special. That basically he used controversy to make into like one of the most. Co- the most watched specials ever. He's uh-huh. like, well, that that means it's good, right? Well, no, that means it's controversial. Right. But anyways, it means people watched it. it. Doesn't mean it's good. He he. I think he confuses the the meaning of art here. 
And I, okay, let me ask you, what what to you is the meaning of art? Oh, oh, hit me with those softballs, huh, Ari? What makes an artist? What makes an artist? I feel like that's a kind of a beauty is in the eye of the beer holder kind of argument. So basically, any anyone who expresses themselves is an artist. I think it's pretty easy to define yourself as an artist, and I think that yeah, other people might call you say you're fake or you're a hack or whatever. But like, who am I to fucking gatekeep what is art? I mean, literally, some like famous artists are just like do like splatter painting or like smear their own fecal matter on a piece of canvas, like crush vid. Who? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like what is what what is art? Personally, I think hashtag art is dead. But like, <laughs> what is art? I don't know, man. Okay, what what is good art to you? Uh, something in which people can find beauty. Yeah, I like I like that definition. Um, for him, it seems like his his definition. Okay, so let me go back. So mm-hmm. He made that that. Netflix special and it was very right. controversial because he he had like a long joke a long bit in there about about like a trans woman I think yeah I, 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 yeah it was like a trans woman who ended up committing suicide I can't remember I, I never watched the special so I, I did watch it and at the time I, I can't remember because it's been like a year but at the time I was like wow this is this doesn't seem like mean-spirited at all and it doesn't seem like he's he's using trans people as like a a victim here he's just got something to say about it you okay. know what I mean he's yeah. not like exploiting it mm-hmm. it's not being exploitative but then in the controversy after i kind of changed my mind a little bit because he seemed to really enjoy like the controversial yeah flatter. he's kind of he's kind of a yeah he's kind of a, a a bro about some of that stuff it seems like i didn't follow it all like super closely but yeah it seemed like i don't he, think he about kinda, the controversy just the fact that he like kind of relished in it and like in the fact that he stirred the stirred the shit and i get i get the idea that yeah in, in artistic in artistic media people people won't like it and you know yeah I, there's always going to be people who, people who don't like your stuff but. especially with comedy and i yeah. i think it i think it's it can be very mean to do to do like comedy about like about especially disadvantaged groups but on mm-hmm. the other hand i don't know if it's if i think society has the ability to like not cancel them, okay? You vote with your feet, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. If right. something if something's gross, then... Don't consume it. Don't consume it. And his idea is basically that because so many people watched it, because so many people bought Chappelle Show DVDs, that he's like the greatest fucking comedian yeah, of all he's time. Won, he's won the argument, and he's, yeah. And I disagree with that. I think that he generated such a controversy about this, and he fucking fed into it that, like... Yeah, pe- pe- people watch, like, like the, uh... People watch a lot of stuff many times, like, uh... Rob Schneider's the animal. <laughs> people watch Trolls 2 all the time. That doesn't make it good. It, 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 Transformers. Like, people watch uh, 9-11 YouTube Fantasia. videos. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so I think that he he's kind of mistaken. If, if the only way to measure the greatness of art and the skill of an artist is by the number of fucking like view counts on their YouTube channel, then I think that that maybe he's not an artist, honestly, <laughs> because that's not, that's not a... That's not really art then. You're not making something for people to find beautiful. You're making things to... To upset people. Not even... Maybe not even to upset people. Just to like basically up your view counts. Like... Oh yeah, it's clout chasing. That that may be a good way to put it. Is that it's about... It's it's about your reputation and about having people like you. That's not what art is about. It's having people like you. Having people watch you. Well, I would say... I would say traditionally for a lot of like mainstream artists, it kind of has been, but it sh- I would say it shouldn't be about that. 
that should not be the, the goal of art. Uh, it should be to, like I, like I kind of mentioned earlier in my definition, it should be to bring more beauty into the world. Now, not that's not always like, like there's a lot of art yes. art that's like... It's nuanced. Yeah. It, it, it's Beauty is a little bit subjective, but again, beauty is in the eye of the beer holder, and this beer holder is looking at crush vids. I think, I think <laughs> based on that crush vids analogy, I also think that if you make art that hurts, and I don't mean hurts people like... Like, like, a, on a, like, a, like a crush fit does. Like a, on a superficial level, but it's like, it's deeply hurtful. Yeah. I think that, I think that detracts from the value of art. And Oh, certainly. While, I, th this is a tricky thing, because on the one hand, you could make like a, like a racially insensitive or whatever, like a, like a nasty piece of art that mm. um, hurts a specific group of people. Yeah. Um, but you could also make... You could make one that's uh, like just generally offensive. Like, for instance, like anything with profanity used to be, you know, considered offensive, and that would whatever hurt the feelings of people. Right. So, like, what what's the difference between profanity versus um, yeah, targeting a specific group just to hurt them? I feel like is a, a little bit is intent, and it's a really difficult thing to parse. Yeah, out. I was gonna say measuring or. Divinating intent is uh, not a not an easy thing Divinating. to do. Divinating, <laughs> good word. Let's get let's get off this. Yeah, how do we get left people? Yeah, I don't. It's it's. I, I feel like it's impossible to measure, and that is part of the reason that I I think it's more important for people to just disengage with stuff more often. Like, if you think something is really offensive, the the best way to get to like kill it in the fucking in the fucking cradle is is Report not it. to fucking retweet it a million times and talk about how offensive it is it's just like they used to put like tipper gore making them put the fucking content advisories on the records like then everyone fucking wants them because it's controversial but the thing is because that's his argument though and maybe that's like self-feeding he's like if you if you don't like it make something better you know come back at me basically which is exactly like you said but it's don't feeding don't, that yes don't come back at them just make make your own shit but don't even talk about them because then it it still gives them clout like they still get clout off that even if it's just like when two rappers get in a fucking rap beef and they're just like half the time it's fake anyway but like they're just like sending bars back and forth both of them win both of them win because they're both their fans are of course going to love it and even their non-fans are going to listen to it because this is very specific to like I, the entertainment industry but how about like science where some people maybe you're really trying to find like the right and wrong idea you're trying to find what's correct in the world in that case i think it's well science is not i wouldn't consider art as much but science is art <laughs> art is science uh i'm just joking about that <laughs> i don't think so i think i agree with you art is about beauty and science is about truth yeah yeah i would agree with that unless you work for the fucking pfizer corporation unless you work for the, the fda <laughs> Yeah, sci science in, in medicine is more about profit, but uh, in terms of uh, science in general, yes. The idea of science should be to find truth. Fortunately, we've, we've lost our way a bit. We're a little bit of a uh, prodigal son. Hopefully, we come back home soon. Oh. Well, that was a hot talk. That was hot. Both metaphorically and literally. What else has been happening? Is there any quick stuff before we get back to the get back to the transport? Protest, protests everywhere, man. That's basically it right now. I love it. I love to see protests, man. This is beautiful. 
Do we talk about the fact that Liz Truss killed the Queen? I don't remember if we talked about that on the pod yet. Uh, I don't remember. But but uh, no more conspiracy theories. Liz Truss killed the Queen. Okay, so you need to get his banned off Spotify now. <laughs> Everything that we say on this podcast is is uh, a parody and is in Minecraft. So so don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But uh, most of it's true, except for what Jordan just said. Uh, most of it's true, except for when I'm joking, and it, when I'm joking is any time that I could potentially violate TOS. So that's all. That's all. Any any executives at Spotify need to know. Uh, what else? That's it, bud. That's all the. There's nothing else important happening in the world. <laughs> I saw, oh, I saw it recently. I just wanted to say, uh, I was on Guantazo the other day, uh-huh. like the Chinese news site. Yeah. Man, their shit is fucking bananas. Cause it's, it's ironic how they're constantly bemoaning Western culture. And then they use memes taken from fucking Western movies <laughs> yeah. to illustrate their points. They have like, yeah, why don't they use wolf warrior memes? You fucking pussies. They had like a gif of like dumb and dumber and like all, all their gifts are taken from Western movies. Cause they have like no. I mean, they have a culture, but like they've, the culture is basically whatever the government approves, which well, is like yeah, trash. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that it's like I I, me- I mentioned Wolf Warrior for a reason because it's just government propaganda, yeah. and it's not that entertaining. Like it'll be the most watched movie in China because there's only like thirty seven. There's only like what thirty seven imported movies every year. But yeah, when people get the opportunity to watch like on their illegal streaming box. Those numbers are the ones I like to see because I guarantee you they're watching like Disney Channel and like all this Western media. There are there are good Chinese movies, I have to say. Oh no, certainly, like certainly, far and few between. But well, and a lot of it, I feel like, like most cinema is like, oftentimes it's like, somewhat lower budget, somewhat yeah. lower budget stuff. It's like stuff you would you would find in like an art uh, like an art house, like some art house film. But you're not necessarily going to see that in like the Chinese box office, so you might not know about it. But. But that, that wasn't my point about the memes. The point was that they, they had like a giant thing they were quoting. Uh, the, the two people that they're quoting right now, they had like a big thing about Lavrov. And because Sergei Lavrov, of all people in the world, this is like the last guy that you should be asking for their opinion about like international territorial boundaries and sovereignty. <laughs> and they're like, Sergei Lavrov agrees with this about Taiwan's weird Taiwan's sovereign it's so bizarre and in the meantime they're just like you know the, the invasion of Ukraine is terrible and both sides should take stuff is but this lady listening to Little Wayne I think she is it's like a 70 year old woman listening to Little Wayne get it girl alright sorry keep that, going that wasn't the only one they quoted the other one they quoted and they had like a big picture was Bruce Aylward I don't know if you remember him he's the WHO official who, oh yes when they refused like, to say Taiwan, Taiwan. Yeah, or he turned like, off his video well, what about Taiwan he's like uh, my my signal, my signal. It's oh. freezing. Uh, Jesus, the fucking stupid monkeys. Yeah, they're bastards. They did it to me too, man. Oh, that's a little baby one. I was gonna go take my anger out. That sucks, man. You can patch it. Monkeys rip my seat. Bastards. If I were you, because I patched it before. Patch it from the bottom. Like put the tape in the bottom and patch it like that. You'd probably do both. The top one, the top one will peel though. That's the bad thing. Yeah, it's okay. I can replace it. Take this. Keep going. That's it. I just think that it's it's ironic that like the the sources that they use for their legitimacy to basically like promote their agenda are I mean like the the worst markers of basically Chinese uh, not Chinese maybe let's say the cynical anti-internationalist like cash rules everything 
neo-colonialist worldview. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's people who, oh, sorry, people who are deeply invested in keep maintaining the status quo. For a lot of cases, <clears throat> defund the WHO, folks. Oh hell yeah! Make make the WHO a Discord group again. <laughs> I mean, realistically, that's most of what it should be. I think there are good things that can be organized from it, aid relief and things like that. But for the most part. What do they go on there to do? They just had their the forum or whatever, they and like keep, they just they go keep on people there. out of out of prison. They keep mo war mo criminals most, out of prison. Yeah, I was gonna say mostly people that should be in prison. Yeah, well, the, I'm, this, I'm talking about uh, what's his name, Tabrizius, who who should be sitting in a prison right now in Ethiopia. <laughs> uh, well, like their main purpose right now is basically keeping him out of a jail cell by giving him a job so that he doesn't have to return to his. To his civil war touring country that his party destroyed. Uh, I would say, again, not to both sides everything, but uh, I don't think the government's doing a very good job either. The government's not. The government's. Yeah. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to give him a pass. I'm just saying there are assholes on both sides of this conflict. There definitely they're are. Basically doing a, the government is. It seems from a lot of reports that I've read that they're basically doing a genocide. They're both doing. They're. They both might. They're be. both committing genocide right now. They basically. I mean they're. The, the party that tore the country apart, though, that decided to split the country into multiple pieces and go to war against the democratically elected government was his party, though. Let's be honest. So How clean were their elections? I haven't looked into that. Their I'm elections are pretty wondering. clean. Okay. The, his party was in control before. Like, the previous government was... Uh, what are they? I'm not Eritrea. I forget, I forget the name of his ethnic group. Tigray. The Tigray Liberations Front. People's Liberation Front, whatever, was the previous party in power in the government. So I think they're yeah. they're not perfect, but they were like, uh, there there was a legitimate transition of power, and I think that's basically why they wanted to overthrow the government was because they lost power. So this is basically like a dictatorial political party that wants to continue their their rule over the entire country. And if they lost the elections, they basically just send in a militia to commit atrocities and take over the the capital. Like, and I'm not saying the government did everything, did anything good in response. My point is just that he needs to take responsibility for his political party and for the crimes. And he should, he, with the, at least I mean, even with the, the distractions. Even the crimes that he just committed just by being the head of the WHO and letting millions and millions of people die. Well, a lot of people would argue that it's not a crime because it happened in every country in the world. But anyway, I, I think as a, management at the very best. From a conflict of interest perspective, if your country is in the midst of a civil war, you should probably fucking step down, honestly, and like take control of your own political party. But I agree with that. I agree with that. But cash rules everything. Get the money, dollar dollar bills, y'all. As long as China pays like. The second most to the WHO, they still get all the power since the United States, through Donald Trump especially, is just taking a backseat to, to doing anything. Well, hopefully Dark Brandon, a.k.a. Robinette, starts defunding starts the WHO. Defunding the police. I mean, the yeah, the WHO. All of it. Defund everything. Fund Medicare for all, and that's it. Oh, We'll see. Oh, we didn't talk about the China coup. We should talk about that sometime. I don't know what you're talking there about. There was like... There was... It was like all fake news. It came from like, like, 
shitty third tier Twitter. No, well, kind of, but like Indian news sources that were like, Xi Jinping didn't show up to this meeting, so like he he they must be doing he's a got coup. COVID. Well, he's probably in COVID protocols because he just he left the country for the first time recently. But what? Uh, yeah, obviously there was no coup. It was like people uh, like quote unquote China watchers on Twitter were losing their fucking minds. And it was like it you guys like are China so watchers. stupid. Why would you? Why would you think that that he's like would so easily be cooed as if he hasn't been coalescing power on him for the last fucking decade? Like absolute dumb, dumb, smooth brain shit. Smooth brains. Got the smoothest brain. So that's stupid. My point, that, that's about all that needs to be said about it, but people should know that. Uh, be very careful about listening to China Watchers. A lot of them are, are absolute fucking dummies. Except for us. Except for us. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a China Watcher just because of the stigma around that because I think there are some that I, I actually respect, but for the most part, a lot of them are dummies. And uh, don't at me on Twitter. <clears throat> um, all right. We got to get out of here. We love y'all. We will talk to you soon. That's a big old monk right there. Look at that powerful mama. But uh, we'll be back with you guys soon. We're going to, I'm going to try to do uh, a couple other podcasts soon and uh, hopefully some history ones as well. But uh, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Go do all the, all the rate reviewing, like, share with your friends and uh, FCP Zoida.